Hello, I'm Caitlin Morris. And I'm Heather Morris. And welcome to episode six of the Ignite podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, Caitlin, we're talking about something that is important for young adults. It's what young adults should know before living on their own. Sounds good. So tell me your experience moving out of your parents' house. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, first I want to say, going back to just explaining what we're talking about. So whether you are like in middle high school, kind of like junior year, just thinking about going to college or or going away or whatever, all the way to if you're already in college and you're thinking to yourself, I don't know anything. I don't know how to boil water. So this really could pertain to anybody. And okay. So when I moved out, my parents were also moving at the same time. So I was like sleeping on the couch because they had already moved my bed. (laughs) And I got my stuff together and moved to camp because I worked at camp in the summer. So they were moving and I was moving and we all just went our own way. So, um, that's, and how old were you? I was 18, but I had just graduated from high school like two days before that. So how about you? Very nice. I think that's interesting that you all were moving out. So all taking steps and yeah, that's neat. Okay. For me, I was 18, um, right after high school to, My parents found a foreclosure home and we fixed it up and um, they gave me the option of either staying on campus at a college, but they said they wouldn't pay for that because it was really expensive. So they gave me the option of moving into the house that we fixed up um, and staying there. So that's what we did. We fixed it up and I had a house and we'll talk more about roommates year coming up, but um, I really enjoyed having my my own place, and it was right in um, the same town that I grew up in and stuff, so it was nice to have a little bit of privacy, live on my own, Um, but I have to say I didn't have that dorm experience like a lot of my friends did going away to college, but I don't know if I really needed that experience or not. Did you? Yeah, I mean, I went to college after camp, so every year I went from college to camp, from college to camp (laughs) until I got married. And it's definitely quite an experience. Um, I do think it's fun, but again, I don't think it's for everyone. So I think that that's good that you have that perspective because there's probably people out there that are thinking that's just not for me. And I think that that's important to have that support and hear that other people have have gone that route too. So I appreciate you sharing that. So, okay. So what is the lesson that you learned from living on your own? Okay. Living on my own that I probably didn't know anything, but I thought I knew everything. Is that so in college I was like, Oh, (laughs) you're going to hate this. (laughs) I learned, my roommate taught me a lot. She was a little wild, but she taught me a lot. She taught me that she, you know, you have to work. <laughs> Even in college, you have to have some kind of job or you're not going to get pizza. Um, she taught me how to curl my hair with curlers, hot rollers. And she, ooh, she taught me how to spread cream cheese with her fingers. We did it a lot. 
We did it a lot. Well, we didn't have a butter knife. We didn't have one. And I didn't have a job, so I couldn't buy plasticware. <laughs> um, she taught me if you didn't finish your soda that you could leave the can for the next morning. And the most important thing, the most, Caitlin, was that if you could not wash your jeans every time, you could two-wear jeans. Not other pants, but jeans. Okay? That's what I learned. And then I learned that I did not know how to cook or anything. What about you? <laughs> wow. Those are very interesting. I, I love that. I will say I, I do the jean rule. Like I don't wash them every single time. Is that bad? Do you still do the? You follow that still? Couple wears before you wash them? It depends. It, it depends on how long I had them on for the day and what we were doing. Like if I worked in the yard, like that's a no go. But if I just went to work in them, they could be all right. <laughs> I I agree. Um, okay, something I learned living on my own. I completely understood why my parents told me to turn off light switches and, you know, things like that. And am I boring you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, yeah, when I lived on my own, I was extremely frugal and I would like pretty much have the lights off the entire time living on my own just because I was trying to be thrifty and not pay a big electric bill. I kept my heat down really low, which I still do now. We keep it at 55 in the wintertime, which means I, <laughs> I wear a hat sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, so definitely being frugal, I think, was the biggest thing. When you have to pay for your own stuff, that makes you think a little bit more before you just leave the lights on all the time. So, all right. Let's go through some of the practical things to think about before moving out. First, I'd make sure you know how much it's going to cost for you to be self-sufficient. So the following are some average monthly expenses. And Heather, you can jump in if you feel like these amounts are pretty um, <clears throat> accurate or if you think they need to be adjusted. This is just what I found. So rent, um, estimate about 800 a month. Insurance, $100. Cell phone bill, $50. Groceries, $300 a month. Gas and parking, $50. Um, weekend spending money, $100. And the total would come to about $1,500 a month for expenses. I think that this is a pretty practical. I think that, yeah. Now, this is what I would do. This is what I kind of learned. So I would look at all this. I would look at this list and this money, this $1,500. And I would say, this is how much we have put together for groceries. So how can I make this even better? So I can not eat out with that $300. I could, you could really fill your entire kitchen for $300 a month worth of food. But I think that you made it that price because sometimes you're factoring going to fast food and that kind of stuff. You can eat so much more and have it last so much longer if you're not doing those trips. Um, maybe in that would also be like a Starbucks trip. You know, maybe you treat yourself to Starbucks once a week and you make your coffee. That's just how I think, you know what I mean? Gas and parking, you know, maybe you walk a little further, save a little bit on parking. 
maybe the weekend spending money. <laughs> maybe you don't go out on the weekends. That's a whole hundred bucks in your pocket. That's how I feel about that. But I do think that it's pretty, I think you put together a good list. I think that it does cost about $800 if you don't have a roommate, mm-hmm. you know, good. What about you? What do you think about any of this? I think that's pretty accurate. Um, at first, the grocery bill seemed kind of extensive to me, but um, when you think about for the whole month, and like you said, going out to eat, maybe that could apply for that. So I think that's pretty much um, what's to be expected. I know the rent varies. Um, so when I lived in the house, it was really cheap because I was paying my parents, so they gave me a good deal. But I know it really varies between probably 600 and 800 to 900 a month, depending on where you live. So... There's a budgeting, um, there's a lot of budgeting websites out there, but I found one um, called mint.com. Have you heard of this one before? No, I have not. Please, Caitlin, tell us about it. Heather, you're cracking me up today. Okay. So basically, if you go um, on (laughs) that website, you can put in all of your expenses, and it just tabulates everything for you, and it shows you exactly how much you have in your accounts. Um, at the given time. So if you like that sort of thing, I recommend it. That's something that I'm considering doing. Um, So yeah, you can just see all the different areas where you're spending money too. So it kind of gives you an overall outlook on um, where your money is going. I have one that I'm, I think it's called Truebill, T-R-U. That one is so good because it tells you and, and gives you, when you link your accounts, it gives you the phone numbers to actually um, cancel, like Google Play or, you know, like those extra things. It gives you the information and it says call now to cancel it or go to this site. Isn't that awesome? It was fantastic, you know. All right. So I think those are great tips, Caitlin. Um, Let's talk about the fun of apartment hunting or house. You had a house. Good for you. There's some things to think about when it comes to getting your own place. First, you need to be prepared to lower your expectations. It's probably not going to look like your parents' house. It's not going to be you walk in and it's full of furniture And there might be some dripping in the sink, but I think there's some things that you can deal with. Second, be sure to ask plenty of questions when you're looking at it, like when you're inspecting and doing the walkthrough. So you can ask them things like, what's the average heating bill um, per month? Um, You know, how much? I don't know. How does everything work? Does does the sink drip? I don't know. You can ask questions. Ask lots of questions. Open the windows. That kind of stuff. I'm just saying that's important. I've looked at a lot of homes. You need to do that. Um, third, yes, is the draft. You can stand in the middle of the house and try to feel if it's warm or not without any. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Third, pick your roommates wisely if you plan on splitting the expenses. Now, which one of these do you think is the most important, Caitlin? I cannot cannot emphasize the last one enough. Okay, so 
when I got that house, and I want to just make it clear that it wasn't a super nice house. Like, we spent about a year fixing it up and redoing um, the carpeting and stuff. It was bad inside. So, anyway, I had a total of four different roommates. And the first one, um, I mean, I would say all of them were not the best. But it was nice having split the expenses. So, I'll just share with you a, a little story. I came back from Florida with my mom after visiting my grandma. We were driving 18 hours straight through. We got home at 2 in the morning, and we pulled up to five cop cars in my driveway. And I was like, what is going on? And apparently my roommate had a house party, and there was underage drinking, and some people had been... Uh, escorted out. My whole house was searched. I came home to my closet and everything ripped apart. So needless to say, after that, I was not pretty, I was not very happy with him and he continued to have parties and I would have to clean it up. And it just, it was terrible. So that's why I'm like, choose your roommates very wisely because I didn't really know him that well. And I didn't think of him as being a partier. Um, but he ended up dating my best friend too, which was also terrible because I would come home from work and they would be hanging out and be like, so do I get to like say hi to my best friend or is she with him? It was just so bad. So anyway, choose your roommates wisely and talk about, um, guidelines and boundaries and stuff before you actually get into that situation. So that is my two cents. Caitlin, I'm just going to say before we move on, these things can only happen to you. That's like watching a movie, <laughs> you know, like the college frat experience, you know, this can only happen to you. The only thing, mine wasn't as traumatic, but my roommate put it this way. I went away for the weekend with my boyfriend, came home, well, came back to college and she was gone. She was back in Texas. She also partaked in the poisonous drink of alcohol. And I went to a Christian college and she got in trouble. So she was put on a plane and I never saw her again. But mine wasn't. Yeah, she was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like, you know. But I mean, again, did I know that she did that? I didn't. I didn't. And I guess that was every weekend. And I, I, she was so much fun and she was, but she was wild. She was wild. Probably not the best influence. So then I lived on my own, which was, it was only for the semester, but it was a little different. It was quiet at night. I liked it sometimes, but it was quiet at night. I got to know my other, like my sweet mates a lot more though. So that was nice. All right. I'm going to move along. Should I move along, Caitlin? Okay, when it comes to furnishing your new place, you need to take into account buying things like, oh boy, trash cans, lamps, shower curtains, silverware. So I think that we're just trying to like not, not overwhelm everyone. Um, that's not the point. I think it's just helping to prepare you for the things that you might not be thinking of when you're like, hey, let's move out of our parents' house. It's going to be easy. You know, we can live on nothing. But there are some staples, you know, that you have to have. We're not trying to stress you out. We're trying to help you. And you might not want to hear it from your parents, but you'll hear it from us on a podcast, right? 
So you do have to think of those kind of things. You're going to need towels for the bathroom to dry off on and that kind of stuff. So Caitlin, what do you think about that? I completely agree. And I will say I didn't realize how expensive trash cans were until you actually had to buy one. Like they're like $50 for a nice kitchen trash can with a lid. But anyway, um, and I, I would like to say I found a lot of furniture and pretty much all of my dishes at the Salvation Army Thrift Store on Whipple um, near us. So that's always a place to consider um, different thrift stores where you can find really nice furniture. You can find dishes. You can find, um, I don't know what else. I know you can do. You can find clothes there, but um, silverware, I'm sure. Um, curtains, yeah. So, and the pieces are unique, so you can find a lot of different, like, vintage pieces and stuff. And a couple of the chairs that I got from my first um, place, I, I have them in my new home now. So, I, I like them that much. I just wanted to keep them. So, it was kind of fun. I like shopping around at the thrift store and seeing what I could find. And it's kind of neat to have a different arrangement of all different colors, dishes and stuff. It kind of makes it unique. So, I would definitely... Go there, and you can save a lot of money instead of going to one of the name brand stores for some of that stuff. That is so smart, Caitlin, and it's good to have a success story for somebody that could <laughs> be happy with that. Anything that you can wipe down, like a chair or put in the washing machine. I mean, you might not have a washing machine. That's another thing to think about. You might have to go somewhere else to wash your clothes, laundry mat. Um, so you'll need to, to have some quarters ready. But anything like linen that you could wash and, you know, make like freshen up a little bit is not a bad thing to buy secondhand. And we'll talk about that a little later. So um, in our check it out area. So um, Caitlin, did you want to conclude this for us? Sure. So I will conclude by saying, <clears throat> excuse me, saying that living on your own for the first time is a big deal. That's why there was so much to talk about today. Um, you can do as you please, and when it, and with that comes a greater responsibility for doing the right things because you don't have somebody, you don't have parents or anybody else kind of looking over your shoulder and knowing what that what you're doing. So you're really the boss, and you want to make sure that. Um, you know that responsibility going into it, and you are in charge of what takes place in your new home or apartment. So that's just something to think about, and I'll conclude with the verse from Timothy 4.12 that says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. I love that, Caitlin. I think it's just so... Um, I think it's so you chose something very appropriate as a verse to kind of end things just because you're young doesn't mean, um, that you don't have, I don't know, the ability to do it, the ability to, um, overcome, you know, the ability to, um, be, an example to other people your age, as well as the people that are, you know, your teachers or the people that you work with, or, I mean, you've, you've been called by God, no matter what your age is to go out into the world and, you know, spread the word of God. So I think that that's a really good, and this, you know, living in a new house or being in a new place is a different opportunity. It's a different location. So, um, I am going to do our check it out. Um, 
Okay, this is funny because it has to do with what we've been talking about. So this is from our peermagazine.org, one of our Salvation Army um, publications. I love it. Check out the whole thing if you can. It's digital or you can um, also request a copy. The first year is free. So let us know if that's something that you're interested in. We can help you out with that. But the remix part of the current issue is 10 tips to shop at the Salvation Army thrift store. It talks about what to look for, what colors are um, the most expensive in a regular store, and then you can get it for a lot cheaper. I guess different colors are at different times of the year in a retail store more expensive, and you can get them at the thrift store for just as much, and what days to go and what days not, and how to look for the sales and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that one's a really fun one. So Caitlin, anything else? I think that wraps up episode six. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, ignite your life.